0: Welcome to Bear Fruit, where we have kitchen table conversations about relationships, faith and culture. We're covering all the stuff millennials usually talk about when people leave the room. This week, we're talking about our friends, the importance of a village, our thoughts on mixing friend groups, and even what happens when you outgrow them. We're joined by special guest Paul Calco. Pull up a seat and let's bear Fruit. Cousins, welcome back. To bear fruit. My name is Dudley and I'm here with Allie.
1: Hi, cousins.
0: So, Allison, we have a special guest on today. But before we get to that special guest, I want us to have a chit chat. Question for you. I'm ready. How would your friends describe you?
1: (laughs) Um, oh, I would say hilarious. Um, I would say fun, um, welcoming, encouraging. These are all things that I've heard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is just, this is what the people say in the streets. No,
1: No, only because like my love language is words of affirmation. So people affirm me. And so I could, this is what they say. That's all. That's all that could come to mind. Or, would you say that those are accurate? <laughs> being, being a friend of mine? <laughs> Ooh, the, what words you used again? I said hilarious. Um, <laughs> see, I'm making you laugh already. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> encouraging, <laughs> kind, uh, welcoming,
0: I think that's I think those are fair descriptions. I think fair. Those are fair descriptions.
1: Wow! Uh, so like, oh, if it was a survey, you would go in the middle. <laughs>
2: like...
1: No, it's not completely disagree or totally agree, but just fair. <laughs> and we've been friends for this long, and it's just fair. <laughs> I'm not saying
0: that you are You're wrong. Playing very
1: safe. You're playing it very safe. No,
0: I, when I say these are fair descriptions, I mean like this is, I don't disagree with it. I feel like those are fair. Mm. Fair is a good thing. Let me look up fair real quick. I, mean, I don't cousins. need
1: Webster involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> this is about me and you. I'm to say, don't bring in no third parties. You know what you did.
0: I think that is the most, Honest and most on point list of attributes one can assign to you.
1: That's fair. Thank you. <laughs> now, how would you say people just dis- how would your friends describe you, Dudley?
0: That is very interesting. So I feel like different friends would define me differently. So I Am not a chameleon. I've never really been good at being a chameleon. I've never really been good at like I mean I know how to cold switch at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even at work, I've gotten to the point where I'm like really this is who this is who I am all the time, sometimes to my detriment. Mm-hmm. Um but I think on I think depending on when you met me, you might See me differently. Um,
1: I I not want to. Why well, did he have this long disclaimer <laughs> before? <laughs> <they> <laughs>
0: because some people might be listening to that to listen to me and be like, "Oh, I never seen I never seen that side of Dudley."
1: I cannot wait to hear these words.
0: All right, people. Well, i want to say I'm gonna say people. I think my friends would def- define me or describe me as funny, wise, peculiar. Like, different? Like, yeah, I don't really know anybody like Dudley. Um, <laughs> I think they would define me as a bit of a nuisance, but like a nuisance that they love. <laughs> um, my friends know that I'm a very empathetic person. Like, my, my friends' friends know that I'm empathetic. Um, I've had friends describe me as mysterious which is weird because I don't really think I'm mysterious. I just think this is like, you might think that I'm thinking one thing and actually whatever I told you, that's what I think. I'm not trying to be cryptic. That's really how <laughs> I feel.
1: <laughs> it's so true.
0: Um, yeah, I think they would, I think they would define me as like, or describe me as just a decent person. Like Delis that, that is a good guy. I would hope that's what they say. I'm throwing the last one in that nobody really ever told me that, but I feel like,
1: (laughs) I feel like my friends. Right. I feel like my friends. Affirmations off your mirror. I feel feel like they should say that. That that is, that is all right. Well, as your friend, I think that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you are, you are all those things. And it's funny with the mysterious thing, because being your friend for so long, I thought you were mysterious at first, but I think. (laughs) People expect more and that's it. <laughs> like some, I wonder there,
0: there has to be another layer of deadly. No, no
1: pretty that is pretty basic, over here. <laughs> yep. And it's literally so no miss the miss solve mystery is solved friends.
0: But I will say this, I think that so let me take let me take a little bit of that back. I don't people that are really my friends might not define me as mysterious, but like people that might first get to know me Mm -hmm. might think I'm mysterious. And also I might hold back a little bit from certain people. Like there are certain people that you might get all of Dudley the first time you meet them, which is not common. But I think that there are some other people. Now I feel like I'm contradicting myself because I was like, I'm not really a chameleon. But I think I'm not really a chameleon, but I think that's like, I think being guarded is a part of,
1: right boundaries are healthy
0: yeah being being guarded is a part of my maybe my first introduction to some people some people like you're gonna get 100% deadly as soon as you meet him um for other people you might get like 60% deadly that's fair but it's still deadly
1: I have a question what are some misconceptions you think because you said one about being mysterious but what are some other misconceptions you think people take off the back like first meeting you
0: um, I've heard people after that, after they've gotten to know me, they've come back and told me, I thought you were kind of cold or like not friendly, which is odd to me. Hmm. I guess I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a bubbly person. So <laughs> they would, they took that as, uh-uh, he's a jerk. But like, it's just, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bubbly. Like you might do a backflip and I might just, oh, that was great. You know I'm not I'm not, I'm oh, not not not,
1: e- not easily impressed <laughs> 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 that's that's where we're getting to, though
0: <laughs> no, they might they might have described me as maybe a little cold or like a little maybe too guarded than what they are more guarded than they're used to. What about you?
1: Um I think people think I don't get upset in that like because I come off very welcoming and kind that like think people think that I won't speak up or say something or speak my mind when that's not the case. And I always think it's funny because like people would say like you come off like me, but sometimes I'm the mean one <laughs> behind the scenes. And most, I most
0: most of the time, y'all. <laughs> I'm really I'm really I'm really a sap to be honest he I'm really super, is i'm really nice like i'm really and a nice person
1: people don't believe it but Delhi has to like sometimes talk me down because i when i'm done i'm done and i think it's because i put too much out there sometimes and i put so much out there so it's just like if i'm hurt or if i feel a type of way i'm gonna let you know and i thank god for friends like Delhi. they'd be like all right friend let's Let's, let's not do this right now. And it's helped, you know, and we have grown and we are growing. Um, and I think we both have grown as like friends, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like we both grown. I feel like the people that I have been around, I don't want to say soften me. Cause I think I've always been kind of a softy, but I think they've softened my temperament and how I speak. Amen. I think my heart has always been, you know, very just loving. But how I communicate mm-hmm. in the past, it was a little too much on on the plate for yeah. at one time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, these reflective. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> there was at one time, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that you know that's the important part of having. A, a healthy circle and like having people to like call you out on those things. So I think that's why I asked you like, you know, how would your friends describe you? Because how do you think your, your friends would describe? You? Because sometimes we might not have that self-awareness. Sometimes yes. you might think that you really, that girl that do, and you, your friends might say something differently. So they may just
1: I, say that you're fair. <laughs> They may, they may say that, but then that's when we go to the Bible and the Lord. I did not say that you
0: were fair. I said your descriptions of yourself were fair. See, this is how, y'all, y'all listen, listen, this is how, this is how it happens. This is how it happens. My words got twisted and, you know, somebody took something that I said and it didn't come off how I intended, but here we are,
1: but. As you hear, heard here live, well, <laughs> we worked it out and i forgiven Duffy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important to have people around you to kind of like bring those things to light, the, you know, that affirm you that all of those good, great things that we think our friends would say about us, but also like those areas that we feel like we need to work on. You said that we both grown. How do you feel that you have grown?
1: I think that I've. I've extended more grace because I think about how much grace God has extended to me. And I just, I have to realize that everyone is not like me. Everyone doesn't work like me. Everyone doesn't think like me. And I think that even in our friendship, uh, I've learned communication and honesty is like the juice. And that's how, even when we have conflict or even when we have disagreements, or even if we just plan that, like, we it's never been like a a downgrade. It's like, a, okay, we've grown from this. We learned from this and we've applied like what we say, like I think I've learned how to listen more. I've learned how to listen better and respect boundaries and all that good stuff. So that's what I think about when I say we've grown more.
0: Well, I will say like to your point about listening better, I think that that is one of the most important parts of having a solid, Village and like, I think when you have a good village around you, you learn that you don't think like everybody else, and like your right might not be somebody else's right. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, as humans, as people, that's the hardest thing for us to come to come to grasp like, to grasp on time that,
1: yeah,
0: everything is not black and white, right? Um, and every every action that is taken that offends you doesn't mean that that was the intention. Um, And you, you have the right to feel how you feel, but they also, other people have the right to feel how they feel. I think when people are looking for a village or entering a village or having conflict in that village, I think it's important for you to just kind of step outside of yourself and like be selfless for that moment. And, be able to put yourself in other people's shoes. Be able to think about things differently, and also just humble yourself and realize, like I said earlier, you, you there is a possibility that you were wrong, right? And that, that that this might be a black and white situation where you were not right. As you continue to grow in your village, grow in who you are and yourself, you will. It'll be easier for you to to manage friendships and to to grow together with other people in villages.
1: Yeah. I think that that's what helped me, I think grow just as a better person and friend. When I realized everyone's intention was not to hurt me when I was feeling hurt, like not ignoring my feelings like not ignoring how I felt, but realizing that like, sis, like you got some deeper stuff going on, go to counseling. <laughs> like it's some other stuff. And it's not always on the other individual. And People lose villages because they are quick to do the blame game of everybody else around them instead of reflecting on themselves. And I think that you will miss out on a village and good community, healthy community, if you are so quick to say this person, this person, this person, this person, and don't look at yourself in the mirror. Because there have been times where my village has told me something and I was like, no, 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 but... When I said done, it was a yes. And I if I had to make that change and I had to make that adjustment, and then I was able to continue to grow with those individuals. And realizing that the people in your village, if they're any village, like knowing that their intention is never to hurt you. That's one thing I had to learn. Like, I don't believe the people that are in my immediate circle are their intention is ever to hurt me. I think that it's okay to acknowledge that they've hurt me so that way they could grow and I can grow. But the blame game, I think it just has to stop. And we have to uh, just look at ourselves in the mirror and say, where are my faults? What's wrong with me before I start blaming everybody in my circle for things that are happening?
0: We got a chance to talk to one of our friends, um, Mr. Paul, Pastor Paul. Mm -hmm. Um, and We got got into a whole good conversation about villages and what they mean and can you mix them and all that good stuff. So y'all check out this conversation with Pastor Paul Kelko.
1: Hello cousins. We have a special guest with us here today. Mr. Paul Calcoat. He is a young adult pastor in Houston. He is also a podcaster and conference speaker. He graduated from Mississippi College with a BA in Christian Studies and from the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary with the MDiv and Collegiate Ministry. He is passionate about empowering and equipping people to be all that God has called them to be. His overarching life goals are to love God and to love his people. His podcast, Real People, Real Talk, features rich and relevant conversations about current events relationships mental health inspirational stories and much more but from a christian worldview cousins let's give a warm welcome to pastor mm. paul.
2: thanks for having
0: me thank you for being with us paul so we are going to jump into our conversation uh we have some some questions that we're going to put on the table for everybody to kind of chime in on and we ask All our cousins to to pull up a seat. But before that, Paul, if you've heard our podcast before, Um, we like to break the ice with all of our guests. So, this episode, we will be playing the infamous Rotten or Ripe. So, how Rotten or Ripe works, or Rotten or Ripe works, I am going to give you a series of nouns. And you have to let the people know whether you consider them to be rotten, which would be a thumbs down, or ripe, which would be considered a thumbs up, preferably in a very lightning speed fashion. Okay, noted. All right, Paul, you ready? Yes, all right. First up, TikTok, right, Target, right, Manbags, right. Oh wow <laughs>
2: Yoga Run. <gasps> no Snow Rotten All caps
0: Paul is in Texas right now guys Just <laughs> won't throw that out there um, Sleeping in Right Photobombing
2: If it ain't mean Rotten Country music Rotten <gasps> The zoo Right Last one. Sugar and grits. Rotten. All caps. Ooh. Oh
1: wow. He is.
2: If it ain't salt and pepper, don't do it.
0: All right. So before we get into that, this is a polarizing question. Um, so you said no sugar and grits. Do you how you feel about sugar and spaghetti? Because I saw this the other day too.
2: I I'm trying to say if I've had I remember having sweet spaghetti before, but more times than not, uh, not the sweet spaghetti. It's not my forte, if you will. Wow.
1: I'm learning a lot about Paul today. Um, <laughs> you don't sound I too happy about what you've learned, Allison. I mean, I don't want to unpack it all because that's not why we're here. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a conversation we can have offline. Wow. Um,
2: but, okay, cousin.
1: <laughs> but, so, like, when people say they put sugar in their spaghetti, like, do they cook with it or like they like top it off like
0: i don't know because i don't even like spaghetti so i don't know what people are referring to when they say they put sugar in spaghetti like is it like a garnish or is it something that they I, put in the in the uh, marinara
1: i put it in my little sauce to take away from the uh acidity, acidity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew that word was coming okay
1: <laughs> i that's me personally you know but i'm a chef and mm. everybody isn't gifted in culinary arts.
2: Oh, so okay. I, excuse me.
0: <laughs> so, so Allison is a sugar advocate for sugar in in uh, spaghetti. What about sugar and grits, Allison?
1: Um, for someone, I so I only eat grits with fried fish. I'm weird like that. <laughs> oh. So, like that's okay. clearly my real southern countryside. I only eat like I'll eat shrimp and grits. I like fish and grits. Um, but when it's served to me, there isn't sugar in it, so I would say no. Okay, so
0: Allison's requirement is not sugar, but seafood and grits. Yes,
1: fried okay. seafood or grilled with a nice sauce. I have a very uh, expensive palate. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, 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 thank you for playing, Paul. Um, Allison, just let's let's jump in. What we got for Paul today?
1: Um so we're going to be talking about like villages and community and with Paul being a young adult pastor, I know he is very familiar with the importance of community, but I do have a question to start off with. How do y'all define the word village?
2: Village, man, you could call it your tribe, your niche, but I think what you already said, community, um, we have come in unity with people, and you say I'm a pa- uh, I am a pastor, so I got to use a church word, fellowship. And so, you know, there has to be something shared, whether it's a um, a belief or attitude, something shared there to keep you kind of together. And man, um, that's something that, when it relates to like village and community, something that we have been designed for. We're designed to have community and fellowship with others. I mean, we, we go back to Genesis one. God said it's not good that the man should be alone. And a lot of times people just say, oh, that's just marriage. But marriage is like only one form of community. And so we can't leave out a uh, friendship. And then let's think about this this pandemic, like it really brought to light just how much we really long for community and to be part of a village. So when I think of village think of community and just like a bond of friends.
0: Yeah, I agree with Paul. So if I think of a village, I'm thinking of like, okay, this is my, this is my crew. These are the people that I depend on. These are the people that I tell my business to, mm. or people that tell their business to me. And I think about I guess this kind of shared accountability. These are the people that I call out. These are the people that call me out. So I think of, when I think of village, I do think of like, Like a literal circle of the people that are, I guess, in your orbit that you do life with. What about you, Allison?
1: I would agree with everything I said. Uh, It's my circle. It's it's like I see village as like the family that I picked, if that makes sense. It's like the family that I allowed in because we can't choose our like blood family. Those are just a gift from God. Uh, (laughs) And however you receive that. But I think my village represents me and I represent it. So I think that like there's more control over it. And just like I said, they're able to call me out and I'm able to call them out. But because you in my village, you know how to call me out. And be- like, and because I know you, you, I know how to call you out too in a loving way that you prayerfully wouldn't get offended. And even if you would, we'd be able to hash that out. So that's how I visualize it. But, like, is there, like, a process to finding the right village? Like, is there a formula to that?
2: One way is, I don't know, when I think of a process to finding a village, first thing comes to mind is trial and error. (laughs) And then it's kind of bathing that with prayer. And, like, instead of the the process, I just kind of want to, like, point it to a place. Like, as a pastor, I just got to say the best place to find your village is the church. Like it was uh, I remember in college, me and some friends started a ministry. So like a parachurch and through us serving together, serving the Lord together, ministering on the campus together. Like I have some lifelong friends. Somebody can call right now. They'll pray for me. or I can say, hey, um, could you share a post about my podcast? Like um, and so, yeah, traveling there, bathing in prayer definitely started like in the place of the church church ain't the only place like i found like a village of podcasters on social media and so uh, but definitely i would point to not just the process but the place of the church because coming with the the church you find your people as you guys already said people that will call you out you call them out and church is a the place where you have people depending on how long you go to a particular church but people that's going to be with you when you um when you get married when you have a funeral graduation school and so i would Kindly encourage you to uh, start at the church.
1: I agree with starting at the church, but I think that like I've had villages kind of mix and collide. Like I've had work villages. I've had oh, like yeah. I did an internship at Disney World and it's like I guess it kind of starts on like that common ground of like what is our foundation? So at Disney we all were like <laughs> low-key miserable sometimes. So like we bonded in like the most horrific times and We grew together and we became a village in that aspect. But today I think about like, like you said, like my closest friends and the people I'm closest with, I met at church and I, the process of finding one, like it kind of comes to you. Like I didn't go searching for this great village that I have. Like it just kind of like fell into my lap. Like I did, like, I prayed to God for healthy friendships and I prayed for this healthy community that I would hear the pastor talked about. And it just, every friend that I have that I consider a part of my circle that like I could trust and love like with my like struggles and stuff that I didn't go look for them like they all just popped up and I was I have trust issues so I was always hesitant but I've learned this I've noticed like the pattern that God's had with me is like if I'm hesitant then most likely God sent them because like I feel like when we like follow the Lord, and when we do stuff, He requires us to like step out on faith and it doesn't always seem like a solid ground, but we believe that He could hold us up so I feel like the like the friendships and relationships and mentorship that has come I haven't sought it out, but I just kind of trust the guy in the process
0: that's interesting so I have like I guess two things so like one, I don't know if there is a right or wrong process to finding a village. I think one thing that I've noticed is that my, which I don't, I don't think that we talk about a lot, or maybe it doesn't apply to a lot of people. I don't know. Over time, I've seen my villages kind of change or like people come in and out or we kind of rotate. So like, I think that my villages have been reflective of whatever season that I'm in. There are some people that have been consistent throughout, but like, I think that I, like Allison, like I can... I have different villages in different I guess areas and you Paul you kind of alluded to this too I have different villages in different areas of my life and I've kind of seen as I've grown some of my villages have changed mm-hmm. not because not because those villages offended me or like did something bad to me but I just entered a new season which required a new village yeah I think there's also this part of, for Allison, that might be the case where the village kind of came to her, but I also, depending on your personality type, you might have to do some work too. Not insert yourself into a village, but like you might have to do some extra work and it might not come as easy as it has come for some other people. There's this part of, you know, villages change as you change, but also- That might require you to be more intentional about like finding one and like doing work in order to 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 have that village or community that you're looking for.
2: Dudley, I love that you said how sometimes when you go to a different season, it requires a new village. There's some people that I went to undergrad with Mississippi College that when I was at college and we was all at MC. I talk to on a regular basis. It was a text or a call or hanging out. But just because I no longer we're no longer college students, we no longer live on campus or in the same state. I naturally just don't speak to them as much. And like you say, it's not because nobody was ever offended. But sometimes your community, your village is based on proximity. I give you a real life example. Like when I was in New Orleans, I hung out with y'all a lot more. Uh when I was in New Orleans, we would hang out. I remember go go bowling and just different stuff, go out to eat. But now since I'm in Texas, it's just it's just different. And it's not like, oh, I'm mad at it Delhi. It's just no, we're just in a different season.
0: Yeah, and I think it's okay. Cause I think a lot of times I've seen people like getting their feelings about a village, but it's like you're not in that season no more. And that's okay. Like I think there's there's value in having like consistent Friendships that are not defined by proximity or frequency of communication. But at the same time, I appreciate being around different people as I have different walks in my life. Like I know there, there's a season that I'm not in right now that's coming up that's going to have a whole new village. And I have to be open to that because I think I've, I've also seen a lot of people like, no new friends. Like that's their energy. No new friends. I'm not gonna have no new people around me. And it's just like that's so whack. Like, why would you rob yourself of an experience with new people and the opportunity to learn new things and to have new connections and to network? You never know what your what what your village could be if you don't open yourself up to that. So
1: I love how you said like going, um, like you may not, cause like I've had people come to me, but I think that I had to start going to people when I wanted to change my village and when I wanted to grow. So like, I was very intentional. Like I'll use somebody as an example who was on a podcast, Dr. Chioma, when I would see Chioma from afar. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so smart. She dressed so nice. She carries herself so well, but I didn't know her, but I wanted to be her friend because just the way she carried herself. And I was like, I was very intentional about having conversations with her and sparking interest and seeing if we meshed and seeing if we could be a part of each other's village. And I'm happy to say like, now like she's one of my good girlfriends. And so I had to take that step and being like, yo, she's a doctor, and she's smart, and she's not a dress. I'm interested into knowing her, because that's something I aspire to do one day. And so realizing, like, look, sometimes seeing a village, just, you don't want, I don't want to say a come up, but like, if you are the average of your five closest friends, and I don't want to be average, I want to always be growing and I always want, I don't want to stay comfortable at one level. So if I see myself getting very complacent and if I'm seeing myself plateauing, I'm like, okay, it's time to level up. And Chioma was that level up for me. And now like I'm praying and searching for a mentor because I want another village of women to try to pour into me. And so so I think that that process it changes, like you said, in seasons and where you want to be. And I think it requires a lot of self reflection too, of realizing who are you and knowing what where like where does God want you to go and where do you see yourself going? What are your personal goals? What are your like career goals and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, I I agree. I really love that point you made.
0: So I have a question for you all, and we kind of talked about this, but I guess I want to go a little deeper. Can you have multiple villages at the same time? And if you do, do you recommend or have you ever mixed those villages?
2: Mm, that's a good one. I mean, like I said, we alluded to it earlier. Like there are different villages. There's some people now that's in like my podcast village. We talk podcast stuff. There's some people that's in my basketball village. We talk basketball stuff. Um, but so yes, but now do I mix them? <laughs> Normally I don't. Yeah, i also particular about my villages or communities. I remember uh, back when I was in Mississippi, I had different villages or whatever. I used to. I'm, I'm big on birthday, so whenever I would celebrate my birthday, it would be like multiple dinner party because just sometimes they just don't don't mix. And I mean, even Jesus had multiple villages. He had the seventy, he had the twelve, he had the three. So nothing is necessarily wrong with them.
0: That's a good point. I've always had anxiety about mixing villages just because I feel like I get along with a lot of people, but I have people in certain villages that I feel like they would not get along with each other. <laughs> Relatable. And it makes me nervous. Like you said, Paul, like I have had moments where I've I've traveled with certain groups of people or I've like done things with certain groups of people that I wouldn't be like, hey, i Everybody that is in my village or villages, let's all do this together. Like I, I feel like that is, it's a recipe for disaster. What does that? What exactly does that mean? Do you feel like that's a bad reflection? I don't know. I'm getting like I'm really getting in my head now. Like is it is that a reflection? How how does that reflect me?
1: I want to answer that question before <laughs> diving into that question. I don't think that is bad to separate because I'm just going to use the difference between work and church. Hmm. Like I think that we are too, like, we're black so we code. <laughs> we have code even at work we code. We know how to talk to our work friends and we know how to talk to our supervisor. I think there's some things you invite your supervisor to and I think there's some things you like the supervisor not in this group text. It's just us. So I think that their different personalities are different. I think that especially thinking about like church and work in different circles. We have more grace for our friends that are in our villages opposed to like new friends. And I think that it goes different. And I think it's wisdom to know like, okay, if I bring these two together, they may clash. So I don't want this to ruin, especially like thinking birthday dinner. You're not about to mess up my birthday because you feel in some type of way about X, Y, and Z. So I'll hang with you and then I'll hang with you. I personally think that's wise. And I guess this goes into the question. I don't think all villages have to mix because I think about my friends and I see their different villages because of just different life space there. And I have friends that are moms. I have friends that are married. I have friends that have kids and I see how they hang together. I don't feel left out. I just know that's not my circle because I ain't got no kids and I'm okay (laughs) not being with y'all, with y'all kids.
2: That's so real. That's kind of like how it was at our wedding. We had like all our different. That's probably the only time where we mixed like all our circles of friendship together. Because, like y'all thinking about what y'all said. Like each circle know a different part of me. Like there are some people at my job that think I'm quiet. I'm like, you really don't know me because I'm not quiet. I'm very extroverted. And so I agree, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing that you don't want to mix them. You just operate in the wisdom because everything don't just because you mix well with everybody I don't mean. The people that we like mix well with everybody.
1: Exactly. Like I'm at seminary now and I have like, I have my seminary village, but I know they would not click with my personal village, not because of anything wrong, but their interest levels are completely different. We would get in a room and it would be so awkward because nobody would know what to talk about. Even like from my, like when I worked at a bank and if I tried to mix that they want to talk about banking stuff. And then you have other people that want to talk about something else. So it's just like, i would be trying to be friends with everybody. And so it's always hard for me to try to see how I'm going to intermingle people. But I just, I mix when I feel like it'll be a good, healthy mix. But I'm not trying to, it'd be foolish of me to try to stir oil and water. And the moment I stop moving it around, and it settles, it separates. Like I'm now I'm just wasting my energy and my time trying to mix something that was never meant to be together.
2: Question. Speaking of villages, I'm curious to know from y'all, like, is it ever okay to outgrow a village or to remove somebody from the village? I have outgrown many villages. And so when I say
0: outgrown, kind of like what I talked about earlier, like who I am at 30. Is not who I was at 25 or even 28 or 27. So I just, there are things that interest me now that may not have interest me then or things that interest me then that I have absolutely no interest in now. And I think that is okay. I don't recall ever being in a village and necessarily kicking somebody out. I think if anything, I... Remove my, myself from that village mm-hmm. because I think there's a difference between a village and a
1: clique. Oh, well, uh, teachers then, not teachers. teachers, a clique
0: is they just kind of follow each other aimlessly and it's just like ride or die. Which I think you could be ride or die, but you don't have to be riding stupid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And nah, I nah, feel nah. like, I feel like cliques a lot of times might get us in trouble because they limit us to this one way of thinking like because like think about it when you think of clicks they just they tight regardless like there there might not be any accountability they might not be challenging each other like i might see you dead wrong and might not say anything because we just we clickish like that and we don't invite people to to be a part of that we don't put ourselves in other situations to you know be open to expanding that village like it's just it's just airtight so I think of villages as more open and like more realistic more relational than I think of cliques I think you kick people out of cliques but you don't necessarily kick people out of villages I well at least not me I would I would prefer to remove myself from a village before I like call myself removing somebody else because i think if i if i get to the point where i feel like somebody needs to be removed from a village that mean that might be a sign that i've outgrown it Mm. i I like
1: how you ended it
2: together
1: yeah but i agree like and i love what you say about click because it reminded me of mean girls like clicks has a leader and that means like somebody is following. And it's like you do whatever Regina George says. I don't know if you've ever seen me, George before. But like, I'm sure you've seen memes. But like, you just follow whatever she says and do whatever she ever does. But like, a village is literally teamwork. There is no one higher than the other. There's no one lower than the other. Like, we're in this together. I feel like it may be waves where like you kind of share the low. It goes back to scripture. We're like, you know, bear bury, bury each other's burdens. Like, when you, I have a good day, you have a bad day. I help you with your bad day. Um, but I don't think I have removed, I've removed myself from villages, but I haven't like kicked anyone out of my village. I am a person, I believe in levels of friendship. Mm. I feel like, um, and I feel like it could apply to villages too. I feel like if if I have spent time with you, if I poured into you, I cannot take that back. But what I can do is I could stop where it is and we could lead that. And I could decide, whether that relationship will continue to grow or whether I can step away from it and just set some stricter boundaries in villages where I feel like it's time for me to be removed. I don't see myself as, I don't cut ties from people, but like that level of friendship may have either come to a hard pause, like a hard stop. And I think, as they was saying, as we get older, priorities change, life changes. like life is happening in every single day. I'm not going to be on social media as much as I used to be back then. I'm not going to be texting as much as I used to be. I'm not going to be available. Like you may have, we may have to schedule a phone call just because life is hectic. And I think that it goes back to a healthy village, understands the people in their community. Like like, I shouldn't have to talk to you every single day. Like, I'm in high school, I would talk to my friends. Every single night, we'd be on the phone. But I always talk about nothing. I don't have that kind of time now. I think of my best friend. I have a best friend that lives in Texas. And we have been friends since my freshman year in high school. And we do not talk every single day. We barely talk a month. But when we do talk, we catch up right where we left off. And I consider her in my village. Like, that's my, that's my sister. And so I think that... Because we don't talk every day, does that mean she's not my best friend? And I'm like, no. like She 100% is, but she has life and I have life. But it, we don't like neglect each other. I think
0: you brought up a really good point, Allison, that I really wanted to, to point out. I think something, as you are entering villages or trying to find the right village, I think it's important for everybody. doesn't have to be the same, but I think expectations need to be clear across the board because... You, I might be entering a village and I might be looking to talk to this person, you know, all day, every day. And that might not be that might not be their jam in order to like avoid unnecessary conflict. Like, I think it's important for you to fill out what kind of village you are actually seeking or what kind of village that you think you are interested in, because. You might meet some, you might see some people on the outside. It might be like, oh, I definitely want to be their friend. I definitely want to be a part of their circle. And then when you get inside, it's like, what in the heck is this? Get me out of here. Yeah, I think it's important for you to like have realistic expectations and also kind of test the waters. Preview villages if you can.
1: Okay, Paul. So we understand that in order to bear fruit, we have to plant seeds. So what seed would you like to plant for our listeners today?
2: you know, talking about villages and community relationship and friendships, I just feel like life is too short to be connected to the wrong person or connected to the wrong village. And so to the, to the the listener, I would say, Hey, make sure you have a strong connection with the Lord. So you can have a sense of discernment so they can know like, all right, it's the time to, you know, maybe I have outgrown and by outgrown just mean maybe just as you said, Allie, like maybe we don't talk as much and we just kind of like decreasing and redefining, um, redefining that friendship. And so, yeah, life is life is definitely too short to be connected to the wrong person. So keep your discernment up because when it comes to friendships and and villages, like it's risky because you you're putting yourself out there like, you know, tell them a little secret and see if I can trust them with something bigger and make sure I don't hear it again from somebody else. And so and then even with these like friendships, um, some of them are, are seasonal, man, and that's okay. Like I remember, um, I think it's in oh yeah, it's in the Book of Ruth. But like when Naomi, Naomi had two daughter in laws. It was uh, Ruth and um, Orpa, and you know, long story short, like th- their husbands died, which made Naomi their mother in law. But the story goes that Ruth clung to Naomi and stuck with her. With but Orpa, she dipped out, and so I brought it up. To say this, like Orpa wasn't necessarily a bad person. It just Her chapter, her time in Naomi's life was simply up. And so whether the word you want to use is outgrow or remove or remove yourself, like it's okay. Sometimes seasons change and that's okay.
1: All right, Deli, what was your like biggest takeaway from that convo?
0: My biggest takeaway is that I want to be challenged and excited about growing in different villages and I kind of talked about this in our conversation growing up I've all it's always we've always like been like preached like loyalty and like you know sticking with with certain things which I think those things are valuable but I think when we preach those too much we lose sight of opportunity like loyalty gets in a way of opportunity. So I think you can be loyal to other, loyal to individuals, but also be open to entering other spaces and like befriending or building villages with other people because that's how you grow. If you are with the same village or only in the same village that you've been in for the past five to 10 years, it might be likely that you're the same person that you was five, 10 years ago. Pre- and you shouldn't be doing a lot for that. You know, that's not really, I wouldn't really consider that an accomplishment. Um, right. What, what were your biggest takeaways?
1: Um, I think like, it just allowed me to reflect on like how God has like shifted me into different villages and for the different seasons that I've entered. And that I've gone in uh, It made me appreciate the villages I have And I honestly, to be transparent I was one of those people I was just like, because of my trust issues And working through that It's just like, I don't want new friends Not because I wasn't interested in new friends Because I love making new friends But I don't want new hurts And it's just like, I don't want (laughs)
0: to
1: I don't want to go through That cycle of what it takes to build A new friendship And so I think as we grow and enter new villages and stuff, I have to realize that there are some risks that I just have to be willing to take, and I just have to be able to put myself out there because I don't know what's on the other side of that village or the purpose and reason why God has placed me there or why, even like not thinking of it as a receiving, but even as a giving, I feel like as we grow uh in the Lord and as we grow in wisdom and everything that. In different villages, like we were the ones receiving, like we may be in new villages now where we're the ones pouring out from the place where we was before. And so like just looking at the the huge perspective of the importance of community and the different roles that I may play in those communities and realizing that it's not always about me and realizing maybe me serving others. And then also realizing when it's time for me to just sit down, be quiet and listen to the juice that may be coming from someone else. So yeah, being open to whatever village is up next And being okay with the transitions of villages Like when a season fades out and going into a new one Being okay with saying see you later But I gotta go on to this one Thank you for tuning into the Bear Fruit Podcast Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share with a friend Until next time, go bear fruit